Hey, Nerd Talk Nation, it's your host, Jordan Halstead, and I am so excited. I've got Mike and Alicia with me. Guys, thank you so much for joining me on this episode. Are you ever not excited? No. I, th- I know you, you know, offline and off of this podcast. <laughs> I know for a fact that you're not always excited, but I think you're excited just in this space. How about that? You know, when th- this is the stage that I get to be very different. Uh, in a lot of ways, um, I have to be very serious in a lot of ways. I have to be um, a very specific Jordan mode, like like kind of like, hey, I'm in this gear um, with a lot of my week from shifting gears from being a dad, being a husband, um, being a son, because there's a lot of stuff going on with our family right now. Um, just trying to to navigate family stuff. And then there's always the pastor Jordan versus um, minister Jordan. And so uh, I was like, you know, this, this is the one spot that I get really excited about and we haven't recorded. Oh gosh, it's been a few weeks. Um, and so it just, it's one of those spots that I get really, really excited to talk with you guys. Well, it's funny because whenever we talk about different projects like movies or series or something, you're like, I'm just really excited about this. And I'm like, really? <laughs> it's not even over yet. And you don't even know how it's going to end. But you're like, I'm just really excited. And I'm like, well. <laughs> maybe maybe Nerd Jordan is in a constant state of excitement. There's a. You know, I think, I think there's, for the most part, that's true, Alicia. I just, part of it is also this, though. It depends on the project and like where okay. I'm at in my year. Um, cause sometimes I've burned out on some Marvel stuff or, uh, I've burned out on some DC stuff. And, um, right now I'm just, I've kind of stepped back from a lot of things, um, outside of like collecting Marvel and DC Lego. Like I've, I've really just, um, kind of calmed down a lot. And I started getting back into watching the Marvel movies. Um, cause I've been on a star Wars kick me and me and Micah. Um, and I, I'm assuming that you've been watching them too. The Ahsoka show. Have you been watching that? No, no I'm I'm not a huge on the Star Wars. Like I, I like the main the main titles, but that's about it. I mean, I I know some okay. of the stuff just because Micah talks about it, but gotcha. I, well, I've been on a recently. I've been on a Star Wars run. Like I watched four, five, six. I just watched the prequels. I just finished the Force Awakens yesterday, and I'm gonna. I'm gonna. Like you said, power you through, this, power through. I, you and I had this conversation a couple of weeks ago, and I'm like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try to watch eight and nine, even though I personally okay. hate them. So, so I feel like anybody who listens to the show needs to hear this. Um, I've I recently watched The Last Jedi and uh, The Rise of Skywalker. And Alicia, you can you can attest to this a little bit, and I know Micah will will attest to this one. Um, I give those those movies a lot of crap, don't I? Mm-hmm. And, and I feel like it's often deserved um, because I feel like they really let down on a lot of things for us. Um, but I rewatched them and after I, I think Morbius changed me um, that one moment in time where I went in with a I don't care how good or bad this movie is. I'm going for an experience when I sat back with with that mindset watching these films. I let my guard down. I didn't expect some greatness from it because I knew they weren't going to be great. I enjoyed myself like I felt like they were enough of Star Wars that especially with the new stuff, like they're kind of going in that direction. Um, cause it felt very Star Trek-y. Does that make sense? Like they had animals, they like four, five, and six, the original stuff, not the the 2013 remastered and even the 97 remastered, um, where they keep adding different uh animals and all that. Like Star Wars never really had that. Um, in the in the same way that like episode eight, when they're they're stuck in space in this space battle and um 
and they've got like those horses running around. Like I, I've given it a second chance and I, I actually really liked it. Um, I didn't care for the the plot of eight, but I gave it a second chance and I, I liked it more than I did. When did it come out? 17, 2017, 2018, 15, 17, 19, I think 15, 17, 19. Yeah. Um, yeah. It was much better than the last time I watched it in like 2017, 2018. <laughs> well, um, I think too, that like, when those movies were coming out in real time, seven, eight, nine, we didn't have Kenobi. We didn't have Ahsoka. We didn't have Mandalorian. We didn't have, y- yeah, so for me, I, and I, and I think because they're in different timeline, uh, different parts of the timeline of the universe of star Wars, it's, mm-hmm. it's, it's hard to judge those based on how good we've, or how spoiled we've been with Mandalorian and how good Kenobi was. And, you know, Bad Batch and some of these other series that have just been knocking them out of the park. And I'm not saying they were all, they're all like that, but yeah, I think that, you know, it's especially with as of right now on the day that we're recording this, Ahsoka's not finished yet. There's one episode to go. Yep. Um, and we don't know how that's going to end, but it seems like they're really pushing towards the the sequel trilogy if that makes sense. And so, and in the seventh episode, and we'll, we'll do a whole review of the show once it's done, but the whole idea of, you know, they're dropping hints that they don't know if the emperor's dead. Um, they're talking, you know, there's been cameos of C-3PO post return of the Jedi. And like, it's, it's setting up what we know is the sequel trilogy. I, I'm not sure if that's going to do it any justice or change my mind or hard on it. But anyway, um, what are we talking about today besides, you know, Star Wars? <laughs> <laughs> well, let's let's shift gears for, to another Disney property, and we're going to be talking about Marvel's Werewolf by Night. Um, this is actually going to be kicking off a series of uh, Halloween-inspired shows. Um, we, we've got different episodes that are going to hit that, and so we thought, hey, let's let's get into the the kooky and creepy and the the spooky stuff going on this month. Last year we hit Harry Potter and I thought, you know, this would be a fun one to hit like monsters um, and, and your, your witches and your, your ghosts and things like that. So uh, tonight we are starting off with werewolf by night. So guys, I know that you guys just recently watched it. You guys didn't watch it when it first aired. Um, so just Going into it, what was your guys' initial thoughts? Because, um, I mean, I, I'll be honest. I think I hyped it up a little bit more um, for you guys as you were getting into it. Um, so so what were your thoughts going in? Did you expect a lot out of it? What were your thoughts? Um, well, my MO lately, especially with Marvel and anything DC-related, I try to go in with no expectation so that I'm not terribly disappointed. Um, it it's easier to do that when you're not invested in the characters. And I think that even when we saw the previews for it last year, around this time when it was released, I was having a hard time trying to fit it into the Marvel universe. And so it was like, I don't know what to expect going into this um, simply because I'm, I don't know. Are we going to see somebody that we've seen before? Are we not? Is this a whole set of new characters? I'm not invested in them, so I'm not going to be disappointed if any of them die. Like I, that's terrible to say, um, but that's. Well, and I, this I was also the first special presentation. Like this yeah. was that that first special presentation. So you were like, 
not only do I not know if a new character is going to be there or if old characters are coming in, like, I don't know what to expect because it's only about, what, an hour? It's not even. It wasn't like even. 50, 55 minutes, 52 yeah. minutes. Yeah, yeah, it was like a it was like a long episode mm-hmm. in the in the TV. So it was like it's kind of condensed storytelling. So it was it was different. Yeah, yeah, it was it was definitely different. And I mean, we'll get to this eventually. But I mean, I wasn't the hugest fan of it. But I I but I'll, I'll say that it's like with anything with Marvel, I reserve the right to change my mind later because when we understand where things end up going back to the earlier things make us appreciate it more if that makes sense it's, no, it's, age the, whole, Ultrons. it's the age of ultron thing like yes. just i don't understand it right now i don't know that i'll go back and watch it but maybe there will be something down the line that will make me do that i think when we get from what i heard the next time that he's supposed to show up is either in uh king dynasty or secret wars so it it'll be a little bit before before he comes back before Jack Russell comes back, um, but I'm I'm kind of curious what that's going to look like. Mm-hmm. Micah, what do you think going in? Kind of the same deal. I was you know I full full disclaimer. I'm you know as much as I'm into the MCU, DC, Star Wars things like that. I think Alicia's more into the Halloween stuff than I am. Yeah. Um, and it's not that I don't like it. It's that I, my favorite holiday of the year is Thanksgiving. It's not Christmas. It's not Halloween. It's it, it, like, I like to get to that deep into the fall season, but before Christmas and and that kind of that time of year and, you know, sitting around the table and just eating food all day and watching football or whatever. That, games, that, yeah. Yeah. That kind of season or where I can stay home, play video games, whatever. And I just have never been one to, to, to be really into to the Halloween thing. And that's just me. Um, honestly, like you said, you kind of hyped it up before we watched it. And I, I didn't give it much thought. <clears throat> and, you know, in preparation for this episode, we, we watched it, I don't know, like on a Saturday afternoon or something. And, you know, I didn't know what to think. Um, I've mentioned it before, excuse me, but when we were kids, we used to watch Nick at night before we went to bed and early, like I'm like early childhood memory. I remember one of the shows being the Munsters and I don't oh, know yeah. if you guys remember the Munsters, but it was like this, mm-hmm. you know, Frankenstein haunted family, black and white, black and white TV. Like when I turned this on, I was very much reminded of the Munsters, not from a comedy yeah. aspect, but just from the, the style of shooting, the theme, cinematography, the yeah. black and white. Yeah you know, all those things. Um, but for me, you mentioned the time, you know, I just want to get into it, but like you mentioned it being 52 minutes in length. I looked at Alicia several times throughout that hour and said, this just feels like it's dragging for me. And I felt like it was slow. And I don't know if it was because it was in black and white and I don't know these characters and we live in a world where, hey, there's 8K cameras <laughs> and everything's in color and everything is just gorgeous and so crisply shot. But I had a hard time focusing on it. I had a hard time following it. I had a hard time understanding different points of the the story. Um, and I don't feel like they did any... Like, that's the one disadvantage, right, of not knowing anything is like, how do you set this up with it, bring, with it being brand new? with it being completely new to the, to its audience. Um, I mean, the only reason I really wanted to watch it was a, we were covering it 
and B, it was Marvel. Yeah. Other than that, I had no investment whatsoever. There was no investment. Yeah. 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 So, but you, you know, my friend, uh, have have touted that you like it. So, so tell me. Yeah. I'm not saying I, uh, I like it. Just, just kind of talk me off the ledge, I guess. Well, okay. So, so I love old monster films. Like, and I felt that it had that monster film with, with having, uh, I always get these mixed up. It's not Swamp Thing. That was Man Thing. Um, having Man Thing in there, that was really, really cool. Like, that's the monster hunting, but like, he's trying to help save the monster. Um, it was a little bit of a different take, but just to have, hey, we have like this giant once a year monster hunt. <clears throat> and to have that and this moment where it's black and white, I thought that was really cool. And it was it was very different because I'm like, how on earth are you going to to do this? Um and and like make it relatable. And um <clears throat> I think that it's it's definitely not a show that I will sit down and watch throughout the year. Um, it will be like my Halloween, my October. Um, and I think, I think one of the reasons I really like it is when it comes to October, um, that's like when I watch Hocus Pocus, when I watch Ghostbusters and I mean, I can watch Ghostbusters whenever, but like there are certain movies, um, Hogwarts, Hogwarts, um, Harry Potter, like I'll sit down and watch them in that time frame, And I'm like, it just, it's, it's fun. It, it brings back a lot of old memories. Um, especially when it's cool enough. Cause I mean, growing up in Ohio, I'm like, I would crack windows open, um, let the breeze come through and, and I'd grab like hot, uh, apple cider and just sit and watch Harry Potter in the front room or in the back room, um, growing up. And so there was always a lot of fun with that. And so I just, I remember when this came on, I had windows open and I watched it in, in our room and I was like, man, this just, it brought back some nostalgia. Um, I have no like full ties to Jack Russell, um, I don't think that this is a character that I'm like, oh my gosh, like this is my new favorite character. <laughs> like that's, that's definitely not there for me. Um, and, and as a lot of our fans know, um, I'm a big Lego guy. And when they said, Hey, we're going to release, uh, werewolf by night in this new series pack that they just dropped a, oh gosh, that was, uh, in August, um, they started pushing all these characters out and they said, Hey, we're going to do werewolf by night. Part of me was like, are you going to do it color or black and white? So I was like, I don't know which way they'll go. But I, I really enjoyed uh, the way they, they wrote the character. I enjoyed um, having like a monster hunt and he has to kind of navigate through that. It was, it was cool to see some of the, the, uh, the different names that were there too. Um, I mean, I just, I just enjoyed it. Again, I think that I really got, um, I'm going to say screwed up <laughs> with, with, uh, with Morbius. Um, from that moment when I saw Morbius with Bama, I genuinely think that changed the way I look at movies anymore. Um, I can't have this massive expectation that it's going to be great. And I just go to enjoy. Um, and I'm not saying like, I'm not going to be harsh on this. I think that it was, I think, I think I agree with you. I think it dragged on. Um, I think there's there are, a difference though, in like having expectations and then calling a film what it is or, or a yeah. series what it is. Like if it's a bad series, it's a bad series. And I think there's a difference in, you know, calling something what it is and calling something out and not having expectations. Because if you go in, you're right, Jordan. If you don't have expectations, that's great. You may enjoy it. Yeah. Right. However, it's still maybe a bad movie or a bad film for, for a variety of reasons, whether it's vulgar, whether it's sexual, yeah. 
you know, innuendos, whether it's, you know, humor that you don't want to appreciate or crude humor. Uh, if you, you, know, you don't like the plot and the storytelling, if you have a sensitivity to, to animals, you know, cruelty to animals, like some of I mean, we talked about guardians of the galaxy three guardians of the galaxy. Yeah. Yeah. Like there may be different reasons and that's, that's the beauty of everybody having an opinion. Yeah. I think, I think this one, I agree with you that it, it, there were moments where it drug on and it's because I think there wasn't a lot of action like what most Marvel does. Marvel's very well known for their action and comedy um, where it's, it's that, that balance between the two. Um, Sometimes it's not as well received (laughs) Thor love and thunder. Um, But there there's moments where it's done really well. And sometimes they, they go one way or the other. And I think that they were very serious in nature um, in this, this specific presentation. And I think that's why it, it drug on a bit for me. Well, I think I felt that way about Wakanda forever. Like it was, okay. it was sad because of, you know, Chadwick's passing. Yeah. Right? Chadwick Boseman's passing. And then when his mom died in the movie, the character who played his mother in the movie dies. But like that movie was almost three hours, but it drug because it was because of the story it was trying to tell. I'll be honest. I really, really enjoyed that. I think the one thing that I would have changed in that film though, was if we could have saved the queen mother um like not killed two characters in one movie i would have cut um, 40 minutes out of the film and i would have been completely you yeah know, happier <laughs> not that i didn't yeah. like the movie i thought it was an outstanding yeah no, no no i i i agree there if but if we could if you could go in and make some of those changes here and there i think i think you could easily make these better but i mean we're also not the the people they go to and say hey so Kevin Feige, if you hear this, please come talk to us here at Nerd Talk. We we want to help enhance um, for your casual moviegoers and for your your big Marvel fans. That's funny. Algorithms. Oh, real quick side Algorithms. tangent. I, yeah, <laughs> side tangent, really quick. Um, I saw Kevin Feige posted. I think it was on Twitter, or he said it. There there was something that I saw where he said they're going to do a Lego Avengers tower later this year. And he put himself as a Lego minifigure in the collection. So like if there's like 20 of them, one of them is going to be Kevin Feige and you get a ball cap with the Avengers logo on it. I'm like, what? That's funny. I'm like, dude got cocky real quick. <laughs> but no, I, I think Kevin Feige has done really, really well. I, I know phase four has gotten a lot of, a lot of crap, but if you if you sit back and look at this stuff, like you're trying the new Marvel presentations with Werewolf by Night, you have um, some really stellar hits in Phase Four, and then some not as stellar hits. Um, like I mean, Shang Chi, No Way Home, Multiverse of Madness, absolute knocks out of the park. And that's not even including their TV shows like Moon Knight and Loki and um, WandaVision and. Falcon and the Winter Soldier and Hawkeye. Oh, can't forget Hawkeye. Oh my gosh, that's one of my favorites. Um, but just like there, there were some really stellar hits. And I think that he's still pushing through. I think it's just not everything's meeting our expectations because they they push so much. And 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 we've talked about this. I don't think there's Marvel fatigue as much as it is just fan fatigue, where we're all saying, Oh, I'm speculating that this character is going to be there and this, this actor is going to be playing this character and this, 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 and this, and here's this rumor. And I think that was one thing that with the presentation, bringing it back to Werewolf Boy Night, nobody knew what this character really was. Um, and he doesn't have a massive following. I don't think he's been in comics a whole lot since the eighties, nineties. 
So like just bringing those obscure characters into the fold, like I'm like, that's really cool to see that. I mean, yeah. I mean, I think you're right. Like with phase four, like it was so, I felt like phase four, because Jordan, you're talking about your run through the MCU right now. And, you know, we've, you know, talked about doing, we've, we've been watching a lot of projects recently, just randomly. Right. So like I watched Iron Man not too long ago. I've watched, um, Multiverse of Madness again, not too long ago. Just, I'm just picking and choosing as I go. I'm not oh, yeah. watching them in order, but like, you know, when we get to the end of phase two into phase three and it's like this ride and by ride, I mean, wow, what a ride all the way through the yeah. game. Right. And then you get to phase four. It's like, well, we've already ridden the ride, but here's a new roller coaster. And what I mean by roller coasters is like, oh, it's just going to be up and down and left and right and new characters. And it's not going to be as consistent as phase two and phase three. And it's all over the place. And we're just going to have to to go along for it. And I think it's still the same roller coaster. We just went over the biggest hill so far. Like, does that make sense? Like, like, it, but I don't it just know that they're ever going to get there again. And, and that may be what I, it is. And that's fine. Like you said, I, I just, I just don't think, and I think that's what fans are expecting. Like they want everything to be what we felt in Endgame and Infinity War. You're not. <laughs> Sorry, you're not. Trying, trying to catch lightning in a bottle twice. That that's going to be really, really difficult. Well, to it's do. like the Lord of the Rings, right? Um, I've heard recently they're going to try to redo a series based on the Lord of the Rings. I'm like, dude, those movies are timeless. Don't do it. Right. Same thing with like, um, Harry Potter. I know there's money to be made, but like, why are you going <laughs> to, it's like, you're not going to catch the lightning that you caught before. Real quick. So did you see the second or, or the second, uh, Albus Dumbledore died? Mm-hmm. Yes. <sighs> yeah. I broke my heart. I'm like, we've lost two Dumbledore, we've lost Haggard, we've lost Snape. I'm like, ugh. That was which, 85, right? 80. Yeah. Which, I mean, I, I get, like, these guys are older. Um, Alan Rickman wasn't as old, but still, like, the Dumbledores were older. <clears throat> but I just, I I think that Harry Potter and, and certain stories could be retold. Um because the the movies, you can only do so much with a movie. Sure, you can retell the stories, but you're not going to catch that lightning that you caught same like way. with Lord of the Rings, yeah, and Harry Potter and Star Wars, and I like, don't know, we, Adam we Driver as Snape though. Ooh, uh, there, you're not yes. listening to me. I know, I know, you're I know. Not I'm going to catch the lightning <laughs> in the bottle that you caught before. Correct. But that's not going to stop them from trying. Right. And I know they're going to. They're going to make Lord of the Rings. They're going to make. They're just going to keep shattering bottles. Because there's money to to be made. Right. But they're not going to. Like, it's not going to be as, you know, well, we're as magical. It's not going to be. Yeah. It's it's not going to. It's not going to. We joked about Back to the Future. Do not do another Back to the Future. Don't touch it. Just don't. I I think that that whatever. Is that Fox? Who owns that? I think Universal. Universal. All right. Universal. Listen up. Don't you dare touch that. You, you touch that, there will be a fan uprising. Everybody will lose their jobs, if not their heads. So, Scott. I might. I mean. Great, Scott. So. But back back to, to Werewolf by Night. Because um, I feel like we're going to be all over the place. No, I, we don't one of the things I really enjoyed about Werewolf by Night, and Alicia mentioned it earlier, but like the whole, like we don't know if we're going to see people, right? We don't know if we're going to, 
you know, see mm-hmm. people come in that we, you know, characters we already know that are already established. One of the cool things that I liked was at the beginning when you see the drawing of the Avengers, like the original group. Oh, yeah. I thought that mm-hmm. that was really cool. It was like they were there without having to be there. Um, yeah. It establishes a presence, kind of like with Moon Knight, when when they make a quick nod or or they say something, but never have to bring someone in. You know, to to have like characters like Moon Knight, um, where you can be like, hey, the the blip happened. Hey, the Thanos was there. Hey, there's Iron Man, Captain America. When they when they make nods in their shows and not have to be in the in the main world. I mean, even Hawkeye, he was hardly. I mean, he was an Avenger having his own show, but. They were set in the in the main world, but they didn't really participate with anybody else. There was a mention to Ant Man. There was a mention to the original Avengers when he goes up to the uh, Stark Tower or the Avengers Tower. Well, it's no longer either of those, but whatever it was when he walks up to it. Um, like, there's a lot of lot of things there, and you can build without having to actually show someone, and you can show how people are growing. I mean, even in Ahsoka, um, spoiler alert here, but they like talk about uh, Princess Leia. And like Carrie Fisher died years ago, but they're able to continue that story and and see growth happen without someone being even on the screen. Um, and you can set them in a world without ever having to even show anybody else there. Yeah, I think it's a it's a different approach to adding new characters to the MCU rather than them just showing up or being in a trailer or being in a you know in a buddy movie where they can just you know, add, you know, a character here or there, you know, we see it in, you know, one of your favorite movies, the winter soldier, but Sam shows up, right. Just randomly as, you know, part of the military in Washington, DC, he, you know, cap is going for a run and, you know, he's on your left and all those fun things. And they slowly gradually introduce him. And, uh, you know, Natasha picks up cap and, you know, see you around and then boom, he's in. Right. But that that's one way to do it, whereas this is just mm-hmm. like, oh, by the way, there's going to be a completely new set of characters, a completely different project, different than we've ever seen before. By the way, it's Halloween theme and Halloween inspired. It's in black and white. I think this the marketing strategy was pretty smart, to be honest, because the way they did it with, like I said, the black and white being around Halloween, it's, you know, it's going to make you want to watch it because it's something you've never seen before. Alicia, do you do you have any thoughts on that with with adding new characters, or was this a good idea, or um, was well, it risky? Or huh? I don't know that I'd say risky, um, but I like this approach to getting to know new characters over Eternals. So nine new characters here. You I go. mean, like <laughs> I think they did a better job, like if you want me to at least get to know which it I do appreciate though, that like this wasn't about getting to know like the six different characters because most of them died, but spoiler, if you haven't seen that in a year, I don't think you can consider it a spoiler anymore, but you're, you're not, you're not getting invested in those people because they're dying, but you're only, but you're still getting to know like the one or two new characters. And I think, an episode in under an hour is a lot better way to do that than to have a movie that's over two hours long and have nine new people that you know nothing about. You also think it's too much of a, it's too much to expect of people, even though it's less than an hour. What do you, well, how do you mean? Uh, well, hang on, hang on. Well, I mean like 
do you think it's too much to ask of people to 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 watch something brand new that they know nothing about, like similar to the Eternals? I'm agreeing with your your sentiment. I don't think it's too much to ask. Um, also, you could view it as kind of like a pilot, yeah, of a new show. Yeah, but I don't, I don't think it's too much to ask of of somebody to make that. That seems a more reasonable investment to me of time than the over two hours. Here's all these new characters that they did in Eternals. Yeah, Eternals was almost like two and a half, two hours and forty minutes. Yeah, long. it was it too long. But I mean, the so the approach. But I don't I don't think it's too much of an of a. It's not too much to ask a fan to say, "Hey, here's this thing that we haven't talked about at all in the Marvel universe. I want you I to 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 watch it." I don't think that's unreasonable. Oh no, it's all good. It's it's all good. Um, I was thinking about this. I want to shift gears over to the director, um, Michael Gacchino. Like, let's just take a moment and just gush over him. Oh my gosh, this guy mm-hmm. has so many credits to his name. Before we started recording, I mean, how many how many titles did you list off, Micah? I mean, it was just so many famous movies. Uh, well, well, to be to be clear. Really quickly, um, the what Jordan is referencing, you know, is kind of my wheelhouse with film scores. Um, Michael Gacchino is first famous for writing music for movies, film scores, and De- I think his this was his, was this his first stab directing, at directing a movie, directorial debut. Okay, so for Werewolf by Night, for the context for the context of listeners who are our listeners, um, he he is first known. For as a film score composer, a person who writes the music for for films and shows and things like that. For Werewolf by Night, he directed the movie, the project itself. So in response to Jordan's question, yes, Michael Gacchino has written so many infamous film scores. And right before we hit record uh, today, we, we were talking about it, but like he's written all three Jurassic World movies. He's written... Um, all three Tom Holland Spider-Man movies. He's done Thor Love and Thunder. He's done Lightyear. He's done Zootopia. He's done Star, Star Trek, Trek. Planet uh, of the Apes. Doctor Strange. He's done, um, he, he did, did up. up. He did. Uh, Dark, the first Doctor Strange. Did you say uh, Incredible One? And funny story about. I think he did Ratatouille. Yeah, funny story. Yes, I did. Um, but funny story about Rogue One was uh, a good friend of mine, Leo, um, who is just an outstanding musician, songwriter, singer, worship leader, all those things. Um, Leo, if you're listening to this, love you. Um, he he told me, I think years ago, that like when Star Wars uh, Rogue One came out, that they hired a guy to do the film score and they didn't like how he was going or how it was going with him. And so they fired him. They asked Michael Caccino to write Star Wars Rogue One. And as the story goes, he wrote the entire film score for that two and a half hour movie in like six weeks before it was going to hit theaters, which is pretty incredible when you think about it. Like we're, we're talking years. It takes years to perfect a, a score and pretty much you get like a blank slate. Right. And Jordan, you and I've talked about this before. I think we talked about it when we did some of the pirates of the Caribbean episodes, but like Hans Zimmer, for example, who wrote pirates, some of the pirate stuff, like you basically get a movie with no audio. Like you get like the lines of the actors acting and you get the lines of the movie, the audio of them acting, but you don't have any music. So you, you basically get a blank slate and then just talking. So you have to put music to that. <laughs> and so for, for, uh, 
for somebody to be able to write and produce a song or a catalog of songs for a two and a half hour movie in six weeks is pretty impressive. According to IMDb, he is listed as the composer under on 167 projects. And he's been the director on three. I think that this may have been his bigger one. There was a short in 2018, a Star Trek short in 2019. and then I didn't know that he did one of the Star Trek movies. That's pretty cool, though. So, yes, to gush over him. Oh, he did the Batman, too. The the new Batman movie that came up last year, the year before, whenever that was, with Pattinson. Which was a three-hour movie, by the way. So, like, (laughs) imagine having to write music (laughs) for a three-hour film. And there was a lot of film score and stuff in that. Now, Jordan, now that I've gushed over all of Michael Cattina's accomplishments. I know. I was I was like, just He's up there with me with like Hans Zimmer, John Williams, Alan Sylvester. Oh, yeah. Well, and, and this is what I'm gonna I'm gonna say about Michael Cattina real quick, because I feel like you've already nailed so much of it. <laughs> For his de- uh, directing debut, um, I think he, I think he nailed it Yeah. for, for a first time out for him to, to really, really make an impact. It's, it's not, I won't say it's the most forgettable project when it comes to, to the MCU, because I don't think that it is, it may not be the best, but he still did really, really well. Like when you've got how many projects are in the MCU now, like 40 over 40. Yeah. When you're, when you're in, that kind of a monster and, and this working mechanism, like to even be asked, Hey, would you like to take a stab at this and, and to, to try your hand at it um, and to turn around and have a pretty solid film? Like it wasn't bad. Like he did, he did pretty, pretty good with it. And to, to take it in a direction where he's like, let's do it in black and white. Like that's, that's some bold moves right there. And I think, I think it was done really, really well. Speaking of the black and white, what are, I have thoughts, but I want to hear the thoughts that you both have on, on the whole black and white, white style. Like, was it too risky? Did it work for what they were doing? Just general thoughts about the black and white. I wasn't a huge fan. I didn't think it was risky, but at the same time, I'm, you know, I think, like I said, at the beginning of the episode, Jordan, you can comment on this if you want, but we're, we're kind of spoiled with how great color is and 8K cameras and all these wonderful things like CGI and AI to kind of go back in time a little bit to watch something that's black and white. Um, I think back in the day when color TV, like I was mentioning the Munsters earlier, it's hard to really compare, right? Because that's all they had. Now, fast forward 40, 50 years, you know, it's, it's, I think it's kind of neat to, to be able to, watch something in black and white. And like when I take pictures and I'm doing some sort of editing with photos or graphics or making graphics, I lean on black and white a lot because I think it looks cleaner. Um, But for this film, I don't, I think it was kind of distorted and that was on purpose. Right. But like, it was harder to see back to the, you know, the conversation of the, the film being kind of slow and dragging at times, some of the effects and stuff that they use within the film, and again, it was on purpose, given the story that they were telling. It was kind of hard to see as well. It was, not only was it only slow in pace and methodical, which again, I think is part of the story and the reason they did it was on purpose. 
same can be told for the way they shot it and you know why they shot it in black and white. Jordan, what do you think? Well, so it, it's actually really funny. The black and white, I liked that because I think it helped bring that slower pace. Um, it kind of brought some of that old monster movie kind of thing back. But what's really cool is that on October 20th, they are going to be putting out a full color version of this film. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Alicia's eyes just like got real well, big. Okay, I want you to finish your thought and then I, because I want to comment on that too. Go ahead. So, so with that, um, it's going to become available on Disney Plus. Uh, Hulu is actually getting Werewolf by Night, the the black and white for the month of October, and then uh, they're going to re-release it when a in a full color version. Um, and I'm I'm personally really excited about this. I think it's going to be done really well um, because I think it will bring a very different style to that to that film. Um, it'll still have some of those those elements of an old monster movie but it's going to make it an updated version. Um, and th- like I was reading a thing, it said Michael Gacchino uh, went to, to X or, or Twitter. Um, he went on to there and said, hey, we spent this year working reworking that film because we wanted to show you the vibrant colors that we didn't actually give you in the original. And so they, they've kind of been reworking it a little bit. And he was like, you know, we, we did great with the first one, but we want to re-release it in color so you can see what you actually missed. And I'm like, like Micah said, there's moments in that black and white where you kind of miss some of the things going on because it's just you're playing with a gradient versus um, versus the multiple colors that that come in life. Um, and I just, oh man, I can't wait for that one to come out. Okay, so I'm going to comment on that first because it's going to lead to some of the other thoughts that I have on that. That kind of surprises me. So I thought that one of the reasons that they released it in black and white was so that they could get away with releasing it on a Disney network. Because you think about like what happened, like it was pretty violent at times. I mean, I I imagine like all of the blood and when you have it in black and white, no different than like the movie psycho, you can't, you know what it is, but you can't really see it. And so it doesn't, yeah. So like psycho is, one of the, I mean, Alfred Hitchcock was a genius in his time. I'm not a huge fan generally of like horror and thriller movies, but I really like Psycho. It's just such an interesting story. Um, but one of my favorite parts about it mm-hmm. is the fact that it's black and white. And it's just, it, it allows it allows the viewer to have a little bit of imagination with what you think the colors might be. Um I'm intrigued that they're doing it. They're releasing a full color version. Um, I'm, I am a little surprised though, because I feel like it's it, again, pretty violent. I mean, there's a lot of death that happens. Um, it's like hunger. Games, right. But in right. <laughs> yeah. I mean, pretty much. Um, yeah. Well, I'm, I'm surprised. Okay. I mean, I, but I am intrigued. i I'd be curious to so, have a so conversation what, after to see, to do a comparison. We need to comparison. do a, a watch party. The three of us need to get on Disney Plus and do a watch party so we can watch it together and like know where it starts and stops so that if we need to use a bathroom break, like one yeah. of us can pause it and like, like be like, hey, we're doing a watch party. The three of us, we just, we're going to sit down and be like, all right, start taking notes. What do we feel? Yeah. I, <laughs> I'd be curious to kind of have a conversation after to do a comparison of the two. Oh, yeah. Because we have only seen it the once because as Micah said, it was it, it was it was pretty slow. 
um, we kind of had a hard time watching it at some points, not because of the violence, but just because it was like, what is anything going to happen? So here's my question. Why do you think they're doing it? Doing what? Re-releasing it? Mm-hmm. I wonder if they didn't get a lot of views the first time around because it was in black and white. Maybe they didn't get it. It wasn't a, a different, like they were, they didn't have the attraction to it, I guess. I don't know. What do you, What are your thoughts? I have a very different thought. I think it's because of the writer's strike. Mm-hmm. Because they can't push out another presentation this year. And because with Bob Iger coming back and, and restructuring how they're doing things, he he basically said, you're not getting TV mm-hmm. series for some of these uh, characters. Like Nova was supposed to get a series or a movie or something like that. And he was like, nope, do a presentation. Like, you have way too many characters. You need to slowly introduce them, do some presentations here and there, bring them in. I'm like, I don't know why you didn't bring Nova into Guardians 3. Um, I feel like Nova would have been way better to use than Adam Warlock. Um, personally, I think that just would have been a really cool addition. Um, even if he was just a, a background character the whole time. Um, but yeah, I just, I'm sitting back and I'm like, I think it's because like, we don't know that there's going to be a Christmas special this year. We don't know that like there's October, November, December as of where we're writing or where we're recording this. And I just don't think that there's going to be a massive amount of time for them to push out a whole nother presentation. And so I think that by them re-releasing, it puts out another presentation this year. It'll kind of change up the game. And then 2024, that's when they'll start doing the presentations again. It's a good theory. Any other thoughts before we wrap this episode up? No, I think this is longer than the actual movie. (laughs) (laughs) It was good. Ouch. No, I think it it was... um, I think it's well worth it, like to watch it and to see where it goes. And like you said, either King Dynasty or Secret Wars, like it'd be cool just to see. Like I can imagine, I mean, any of the three of us, you know, sitting in the theater watching, you know, a future project and wait, wait, that's him. That's uh, 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 Werewolf by Night, right? Like in having that moment, like, and that's kind of the cool part about this, <laughs> is that, you know, with him being yeah. a new character. I do have one more thought. It's more on the character name than anything else. I, I find it amusing that his name is Jack Russell. Like a Jack Russell Terrier? Because it's a dog and yes. werewolves are... Because that's the only thing that I... Yes, that's the only thing that I could think of when I heard his name. It's like, they named him after a dog? Like, I mean, it's it's kind of clever when you think about it. it. It's just... Yeah, I thought that was kind of funny. That's my only That's just comment. because he's a good boy. He's a good boy. Oh, stop it. <laughs> no... Oh, come on. That was, that was perfect. That was great. All right. Well, guys, thank you so much for, for hanging out with me and talking some werewolf by night. Uh, All of our fans just keep listening. Uh, We love having you guys supporting us and we will catch you next time here on nerd talk.